Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. A Father's Day joke, because it may not be new to you, but some of you are new in this church, so I'm going to say it to you any day. Anyway, while having their evening dinner together, a little girl looked up at her father and asked, Daddy, you're the boss of our family, right? The father was very pleased to hear that. He said, yes, my little princess. The girl then continued, that's because mommy put you in charge, right? (laughs) A little boy asked his father, daddy, how much does it cost to get married? The father replied, I don't know, son, I'm still paying. (laughs) Uh, What does the father do for a living? He's a magician. He performs tricks and and, and likes sawing people in half. Jake, do you have any brothers and sisters? Matt, yes, four half-sisters and one half-brother. <laughs> anyway, it's enough. Um, so uh, it's so good to be back. Honestly, we had such a good time. Um, one, one of the things, I, I don't know what to say. The time is quarter two already. Um, bless you. Um, <laughs> nice painting, Susan. You know, we do this. Some people ask you, why do people paint uh, in church? And, and the reason why we do this is because it's, it's about creativity and it honors God. Uh, and, it's, and, and she gets more inspired as we're worshiping. She actually reflects, and often it's about the cross, as you can see. It reflects uh, our love for Christ and our love for God. And so well done for doing it. Some people don't know. I mean, to see you sometimes standing here. But uh, we just want to you know, honor you. And that's why. So come on, give it up for Susan. Almost every epistle in the Bible, the first part of the epistle always talks about who we are in Christ. It's all about theology, who we are, what Christ has done for us, and all this kind of stuff. And then the second part of almost every epistle is then now in in that light, how then shall we live? So the first in Romans, the first part of Romans 1 to 11, I love to do Romans again. We did it like, I don't know, four or five years ago. We went through the whole of Romans. Some of you remember that that Romans series, which I thought this is absolutely amazing. And we need to be sometimes reminded of it because Romans is is, is the bedrock of our Christian faith. Paul, he wrote to the Gentiles. It's just amazing. Hebrews is amazing too. It's written to the Jews. But Romans was written to the Gentiles like us. And it's just a powerful account of what Christ has done for us. So the first part, the first 11 chapters is all about who we are in Christ. And then from 12 onwards to 16, it is all about, now how shall we then live? And of course, the Kylo series, Keep Your Love On, the stuff that we've been doing right now, is of course very exciting because it's all about how then shall we live? It's all about relationship, right? So is everybody in, in Kylo? Put your hand up if you're in Kylo, do, doing something with somebody, right? That's so cool. And the rest of you are... To be. The thing is, though, it's so good to build relationships. We really felt for this term that we kind of work on relationships and enhance our relationship and build relationships as we build to our second ever camp, which is going to be in November. With on uh, What's the date again? 14th, 15th, 16th. So that's going to be absolutely amazing, uh, that whole thing like that. So that's going to be uh, very exciting. Anyway, so all about relationships. Now, I like you to stand. Sometimes I like to all read Scripture together. For some of you, it's the only Scripture that you will read this week. And so, um, let, us, uh, let us do this together. And by the laughing, you confirm my suspicion. This is quite a big scripture. It's very powerful. Romans 12, 9 to 21. Here we go. Loud and clear. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. 
be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another <coughs> above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Stop. Let's do it again. Live in harmony with one another. Good. Do not be proud and be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if an enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him someone to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, we thank you for your amazing word. Lord, these amazing words that can change our lives, that challenge our lives, that empower our lives, that give us grace, give us strength, give us insight, heal us, deliver us. And so we pray right now you bless the words that come out of my mouth, bless the meditation that we all have in the Holy Spirit. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. You may be seated. So what's the basis of our relationships? If you don't know by now, it's actually in the, the whole Kylo, it's actually in the, in the sentence of Kylo. The basis of our relationship is love. Of course, it is love. Love one another. Verse 10, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. It is so important. Two things are very, very important. And kind of they express themselves through every epistle, and particularly the epistle of, um, of Romans. The first part, is, but one is faith. And the other one is love and honor. Because we know that the currency of the kingdom of God is faith. The currency of the kingdom of God is faith. But the core value of the kingdom of God is love expressed in many ways through honor. I want to talk about culture of honor here this morning. So faith, the first part, faith accesses the kingdom of God. Because faith is substance. That's why when you have communion, I had communion this morning. Every morning I have communion. You know, three years, even on a plane I have communion. If uh, it depends where I am, you know, in the world. I have communion. And the thing is, though, what you do is you actually tap into substance. We're not just remembering something of the past. We're actually acknowledging something and drawing from heaven something that is for us, in us, from us, from God, for us, sorry. And God does, it's, it's like faith. Faith is substance. And by faith, you actually activate the things of God into your life. Without faith, you cannot please God. These things are not activated without faith. Everything is activated by faith. We see Hebrews 11, the chapter of faith, all the faith heroes. 
By faith, they shut the mouths of lions. By faith, they took kingdoms. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. All this faith stuff, it is by faith that we receive the promises of God. By faith, these are activated. I talked about, I think, three weeks ago before I left. I talked a little bit about this thing. It's not my main message, but I just want to give you context. That it starts by faith and with faith how we receive. you got to believe. you got to believe. All the, all the promises of God have been given to us. And the yes, you know, in Christ Jesus, that means he's put a stamp on, on, on it for you. But we say the amen. You have to have the faith. It, it is not, it's not a one-way street. It's together. We together. God has made all the things available. And then by faith, we draw them into our lives. Amen? And don't be too quiet because I'm a bit jet lag. I don't want to fall asleep. Somebody said the morning, I don't think we're struggling off jet lag. And I was in the prayer meeting and I was, uh, sorry, what? No, no, I wasn't at all. You got to believe. You got to believe. I mean, so many of us go into the promised land and live in the promised land, which is the new covenant, the new testament. We live in this promised land. But if we don't start living the benefits and start activating the, the, the principles of that land in our lives, then we don't access these things and they don't become a reality in our lives. There's so many principles and promises God has given to us, but it is actually up to us whether we live by them or don't live by them. And that's why there's awful things that some Christians are really allergic to. That's why you actually have a responsibility. Everybody say, I'm responsible. You said it. You said it. I tricked you. No, I'm not tricked you. I tricked you into saying it. Well done. I am responsible. Actually, you are responsible. God has already been responsible to you. Now we are responsible to draw these things into our lives, to live by the principles of God, to honor these things, and then amazing things start happening. And when we don't do this, well, look around you in the world. I'll tell you, man, this is pretty bad what's going on. People walked away from God, walked away from his principles. Chaos. The immorality, everything, not just immorality, everything. So far from God and things break down everywhere. We go away from the principles of God, mayhem, 2 Peter 1, 3, 8. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Isn't it amazing? His power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and his goodness. And through his glory and his goodness... These things he's given his very great and precious promises. That's how good he is. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature. And it's not just talking about you being born again and you have this nature coming in by the Holy Spirit. He's talking about participating in the kingdom of God, the nature of the kingdom, the nature of everything that God has for us. The divine nature, the divine life that God has for us. Having escaped the corruption of this world caused by evil desires. For this reason, very reason, sorry, add to faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. Godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. Look at this. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing is that God wants us to be effective, not unaffected. He wants us to be productive in the kingdom, productive in your character, productive in everything that comes out of your mouth, everything you think about, everything that you are. Am I too loud? We're trying out the sound system. It's too loud. If it's too loud, just tell me, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll go a bit further down here. I can go here or I can go here. I can go here. Anyway, so the thing is, though, he's given all this thing. It's amazing. Ineffective. He wants us to be productive. 
productive. And can you see here in this line, it starts by faith. And then do you see what happens here? It starts by faith. By faith, you come into the kingdom, you know, even being born again right in the beginning. Yes, Jesus, I believe in you. Boom. You get, become a new creation, right? And all stuff starts happening. But all stuff, the promises of God, everything is by faith. Even moving into your destiny. Without faith, it is not possible to please God. Faith is the currency of heaven. It's the way heaven works. It's the way the kingdom works. I just want to encourage you. This is not the message, but this actually, this, I'm just this apparatif. This apparatif. You go to France next week. You know, Perrine and Nicholas are leaving us next week, sadly. So we'll pray next week for them because they're going to Paris. No, they're going to France for a little bit. To just get these heathens saved. And uh, it's wonderful. There's actually a lot of people. There's actually some really good things happening. I heard in France the other day. Some really powerful churches. I'm serious. Because it's quite a secular country, isn't it? But God is doing an amazing thing in France. And we pray that you in Jesus' name. So even if you're not, if you're not here next week or whatever, just hug these guys before they leave. I don't know how long they're going to be away for. I hope they're back at Christmas. But I think they're going to be away maybe for a little bit longer. But anyway, they're going to be here for a while. Anyway, what was I saying? I was saying. Why was I saying this again? Oh, apparatif, that's right. The faith bit is only the first part. I want to, I've talked about the faith already before. It's not the thing. That's only the beginning, right? That's only Romans 1 to 11. And it's very important. And we'll talk a bit more about this because it's your identity. It's everything in the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. By faith, you access this stuff. But how do we live in this kingdom? And that is dependent on how we love one another. That's how we encourage one another. That, and the basis of this life, it's very simple. I know. It is love. It is mutual love, like it says it in the scriptures. Mutual affection and love is the basis for everything. Love and honor in particular, they sustain kingdom culture. It's the way it works. It's the basis of our kingdom life together. It builds our relationship. It enhances our relationships. It protects our relationship. It is love. And particularly when I talk about the aspect of love is honor. Because honor is a very powerful expression of love. Amen? Very powerful. Honor is how the Trinity works. I mean, God is love. But they just don't sit there, oh, I'm love. Holy Spirit, you're love too. Jesus, you're love. I'm love. You're still love? Yeah, I'm still love. Are you still love? Yeah, I'm still love. What about you? Yeah, I'm still love. I mean, there's nothing, is there? I mean, love has to be expressed somehow. One of the main ways they do this is through honor. Always honoring in honor. They're part of the perichoresis. You know, the perichoresis is a beautiful word. It's a dance of the Godhead. It's a dance of the Trinity. And we've been brought in by, by Christ. It's absolutely beautiful. But the way they dance, the way they move, it's, it's honor. I want honor, honor. Honor, honor, love and honor is part of the Trinity, the core value of heaven. See, honor, have a look at this. Honor is the attitude that releases and sustains the kingdom of God. Honor is very, very powerful. Honor attracts heaven to you. It draws the heavenly reality into your life. And I'll go through some examples for you in a minute. Into our earthly reality and our existence, we bring heaven into these things through honor. It releases his culture into our lives. You know what it says? It says this, I will honor you no matter what. Unconditional, see? I will love you no matter what. But it gets even better, or for some people worse, because it's hard work for some of us. Let's say all of us. 
I will honor you above myself. Man, that was hard to get out. We love ourselves, or some of us are learning to love ourselves, right? It's one of the basics to do. I love myself because God loves me. I'm uniquely made in his image, right? I love myself. I am awesome. Can you say that about yourself? Yeah, say I'm awesome. Because Jesus says I'm awesome. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. And that makes me awesome. I hope you really believe this. It makes you really awesome, right? It makes you really, really awesome. But the question then is, how about honoring other people even about your awesomeness, above your awesomeness? You're even more awesome than I am. Kind of. <laughs> you know what I mean? It says above yourself. How can you honor above yourself? I mean, that's blimmin' amazing. If the whole world would live like this, wow, what an incredible world this would be. I think Michael Jackson's got a song about this. Can you imagine? That was the Beatles. <laughs> See, and this attitude is not conditional. That's so beautiful about this. Every wedding that I do, I always talk about this. I will love you no matter what. And I know it is difficult. But that's why it's not based on our feelings. The whole world is crazy about feelings and PC rubbish and all this kind of stuff in going on. But this love, this real love, is actually the love of God, which is actually based on covenant love. Covenant love, which makes a bond that cannot be broken. God will keep his covenant even if you're unfaithful. He will remain faithful. That's why he is so blimmin' awesome. And that's why you can find strength from him. He will not break his deal. And that's why I take communion every morning. I take the cup. I thank you, Lord, for the cup. Even when I'm unfaithful, you are so faithful. You are so faithful. And I drink to this because this is a cup of the unbelievable, strong, incorruptible, unbreakable, unmovable kingdom that I'm part of. I've been brought into it by your son, Jesus Christ. And I'm in and I'm solid ground. That's why I do it every day because I know that stuff will come against me. Every day, stuff will come against me. Your problems. <laughs> nah. I'm so glad we're dealing with our problems, guys. Please do well in the Kylo series. That makes my life a lot easier. So please just do well. Just listen to Danny. Just, <laughs> just do it. You know, it's awesome. Great. No matter what. <clears throat> See, this kind of love, it honors. It honors because it honors commitment. It honors the skies. Where is the commitment in this world? Where is our responsibility? Amen. I'm talking to somebody here today. I hope I am. You know? So that's why it also says in Hebrews 13, 4, marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. I know it is difficult, but that's commitment. It's covenant commitment. You don't have any other bed to lie in with somebody else sexually. If you want to have sex, get married. One woman, one man. Get married. You can't have sex after that with somebody else. If you're married, it's called adultery. You can't have it before you get married. It's called fornication. It's wrong. Actually, if you go further in the scripture, pretty tough what God says about this. Honor your marriage vows. If you want to have sex, get married. But stay away from people before you get, and stay away from other people after you get. It's very quiet here. 
Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Come on, we're one family. Try to, here we go again. I mean, God is, is amazing, isn't he? Here we go again. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor for one another. Try to outdo. That's amazing. I mean, how can you do this? Outdo one another. You know, you have a fight about it. I'm going to be more honorable and more, more respectful, and I'm going to be better than you are, you know? What a great fight. Maybe that's what the good fight is all about, right? This loving one another, honoring one another, the blessing one another. Man, how powerful life would be. I love this New Living Translation. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Honor is so life-giving. It enables, it empowers, like I said before, it protects. It's really, really powerful. And you know, we honor not just because some, some other people, other people around us are honorable. They are honorable because they're actually made in the image of God. Anybody in the world still deserves honor. But we actually honor, we honor people because we are honorable. It's not depending on them. It's not depending on whether they deserve our honor or whether they've earned honor. That's how, how God treats us. He treats us because we are honorable as people and because the, our neighbor, our fellow men, women, men, people are worth it. They have value because they're made in the image of God. Amen? This is simply the way we treat one another. Now, honor does very well in getting rid of gossip. You know, because we are, I'll read down here, because we are honorable people, we don't talk behind people's backs because we actually don't need it anymore. There's another reason. But one of the things you actually don't need to because you're awesome. And because you're awesome, if somebody's not that awesome, you don't need to necessarily talk behind people's back. What you actually can do, and that's the power about honor, you can actually go to the person directly. You must be kidding me. Can I go to somebody directly? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can go to somebody directly. It's actually in the Bible. You go to somebody directly. Because you know what happens? Because then you can speak the truth in love. And when you speak the truth in love, it can be received. And I've, I've talked about it before, and I won't, won't talk too much about it. But that's the, the thing that Catherine and I have, have talked about, the whole thing of being the bottom line. That people, we are a bottom line. So if Catherine speaks into my life, i, I got to know that comes from the right place. Because I know she's trying to honor me. She's trying to love me. So the things that she says to me, although it will be very difficult in my life, I have to know. Now, sometimes it comes out of, you know, too tired or, you know, angry or something else. And, and sometimes you've got to gauge. It's not automatic. But generally, I know that your perception of me I have to trust like God does with me too he loves me so much that he wants the best for me so when he accounts me when he disciplines me and when he questions me and things come into my life then I got to make sure that I say yes Lord maybe there's something that I need to see because I know it's love and because I'm going to be a better person right so that's very important like this that's why the truth in love is very good but so many Christians get offended truth in love you know be open Kylo sure Talk about this stuff, you know. Be open to correction. God disciplines his sons and daughters. Because he wants us better, not bitter. He wants us better. So be welcome to it. It's not a bad word. Discipline is actually a good word. Unless you associate stupid things around it. 
You know, when you beat it up when you were young or something, that, that's something totally different. Beating up by somebody on the schoolyard or something, that's totally different discipline. Or, or you teach you to smack you on the ear. But, you know, you know all this kind of stuff. That, that, that's not that. Discipline can be beautiful. It can be really powerful because you basically become a disciple. Discipline, disciple. You become aligning in God, right? Okay, good. In the culture of honor, that's very important. We celebrate who the person is and don't stumble over who they are not. <clears throat> that's probably one of the key things of it because it's so easy to stumble over the things that people are not. That's why there is gossip. That's why it's bad talk around people. That's why people, other people take people down. And it's just nasty because we stumble over the things that people are not yet. And it's all over the globe. And I suggest, you know, that we learn and try to learn that we honor people for who they are and then give grace to their journey of faith. Now, again, we cannot just take anything. We can actually live, you know, speak in love and, and be part of their lives and, and help with that. But it starts with saying, hey, we honor you for who you are and we choose to not stumble over what you are not yet. It's actually proud, isn't it? It's actually pride. Because you're not as good as I am there because that should not be in your life or whatever. And who are you to say? You know, take the speck, out, you know, the thing out of your own life. You know, anyway, all stuff, right? Different message, but similar message, right? Okay, i got to keep going. Ten past, good. Honor is the value system of heaven. The value system of our church family is the way we treat one another. It's the glue. It's the glue that keeps our relationships vibrant. Fresh, loving, kind. It's the glue that keeps it together. Honor says, I honor your gifts. Last night we were at Janelle's party. It was amazing. And Janelle, for those of you who were there, she wanted to dance and express herself. And Jack rightly just took her out after a while because it was getting a bit, you know. I don't know what you're trying to do, Janelle, but it was like, you know. But the thing is, though, there were so many gifts. We had a talent. He organized a talent show. It was 10 people who gave their gifts. And amazing. I mean, Joel, he won. And it's just incredible. I mean, the way he speaks in his mouth, the way he can... That stuff, you know, four things at the same time. You know, like a rhythm and a noise and a speaking and a whatever. All the stuff at the same time. It's just incredible. But the thing is, though, gifts of people, not necessarily those kind of gifts, but gifts of people. When you honor other people's gifts, guess what happens? Not only do you value their, their life and their gifts, it actually, you draw something into your life. It's actually honor always draws into your life. I don't know exactly always what it does. I'm not saying I can go, like me, but I can just honor your gift or whatever is in your life. If I honor it, things start to happen into my life because what you value, you get more of. And that's the most important part about honoring. What you value, you get more of. Because of lack of honor in Mark 6, Jesus could not do many miracles. They did not honor the gift that was on Jesus' life. And because they did not honor that gift, they were not able to receive from heaven healing that was just readily available for them. That's for all of us. When we acknowledge and honor God as our healer or even a gift, even our fellow, because we all have the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian in you and we can all pray for each other and get healed. If you honor that, say, hey, mate, I need you to pray for me. You honor that person. Hey, I said, I said Terry, you, and you pray for me, man. You got the Spirit of God on you, you know, and the same Spirit me. You, you know, just pray for me. If you honor that, things start happening. You start drawing it into your life. It's a supernatural thing. 
honor is very, very powerful. Amen? Amen. Honor a prophet, it says in uh, Matthew 10, honor a prophet and you receive a prophet's reward. There are many, many scriptures in, in heaven. I don't have too many uh, scriptures in the Bible about honoring, releasing heaven into your life. Ephesians 6. That's actually a very important one because we're talking about today. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Is that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a life, a long life on the earth. Today's Father's Day. And we, we honor you fathers. And of course, we honor you also mothers. We honor you fathers. We honor you. We honor my father. I'm still honoring him, but he's dead. But I still honor him. You know, it's amazing. What is the, even now, what, what, you know, all the stuff. When I go home and I see my, my father, I see my father and my brother, you know, Francis. And it's just amazing. And, 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 and my uncle Ben, he looks like my dad. And there's, there's still, I honor things to still there. I honor my, my heritage. I, I honor my father. I honor my, where I came from. It's very important. It's not just a good idea to honor your father and mother. Jesus didn't put it in there, even as the Ten Commandments. Why it is so powerful? Because it is an eternal credence. It's an eternal ordinance of God. It works. It is important. And when you do this, you release divine promise, divine life into your life. That it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life in the earth. Doesn't mean that you agree with everything your parents do. You may have had terrible parents. Maybe your parents are still terrible. That doesn't mean you can't honor them for who they are. They're still your parents. Without them, you wouldn't be here. Not only that, just by faith, honor who they are. Not what they do necessarily. Or anything like that. We're not talking about this. They've got to get away with nonsense. We're talking about that. Subject yourself to that stuff. But I'm talking about Honor who they are. Honor the people that they are in your life. It is very, very important. Another area, it's very important, and Archer is doing amazing. You guys, Proverbs 3.10, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and the best part of all your income. Then your barns will be full and your vets will overflow with fresh wine. It says in the Passion, glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best, the first fruits of your life, with every increase that comes your way then. Every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Today is not talking about money, but I want to say to you, if you honor God with your first, honor will flow into your life. And the blessings of God, the abundance of God, the provision of God will flow into your life. When you first present, whether you give 10% or some of you give 20%, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Honor the first part. Lord, the first part. That's why I do every morning communion too. It's the first day, first part of the day, first part of your income. That goes to us. Honor, I honor you. And because of honoring that, everything becomes holy in your life, in the area of finance. And you can trust God with your finance. It's a decree. He made the decree that we honor it, then your bonds will be full. Loving your enemies, also quite a hard one. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use against you, persecute you, that you may sons be sons of the Father, of your Father in heaven. It is so important that we don't take revenge. It says there in Romans 12, beloved, don't be obsessed by taking revenge. This whole thing with relationships, come on. Don't take revenge by yourself. Leave it to God. Righteous justice. For the scripture says, if you don't take justice into your own hands, he will, I will release, God says, justice over you. 
It's amazing. When we struggle with enemies, and we all have enemies, we all have things that we struggle with or people we struggle with or whatever. I tell you, when you start honoring God and say, oh, God, you take them out, you know, no, no, sorry, I didn't say that. You do stuff, you know, you do stuff. It's amazing what God does, but we keep our attitude right, right? We keep loving. Jesus says, love your enemies. Love your, beautiful here in, in um, verse 20. If your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Isn't that wonderful to come in the opposite spirit? Opposite spirit, God will reward you with favor. When we honor what God has done, told us to love our enemies, to honor our You know what happens? Favor comes into your life. And he will strengthen you. And he will do stuff behind you, around you, above you, beneath you that you could never do. I've seen it in my life. Catherine, we've seen it in our lives. We've seen it in the church. We see it. Man, come on. It is so important in our lives. It honor releases God's favor and divine intervention and blessings. We are on this trip here several times. We were, I've never had this before, have we? We were stuck, man. I mean, one of course, we're going to go to Hong Kong, and of course, the whole thing went wrong in Hong Kong. So we went to Auckland, said that Hong Kong is, finished, is not going because the Hong Kong strikes are on. So our flight was not going to Hong Kong, uh, connecting Amsterdam to KLM to Amsterdam. I said, oh man, what are we going to do? Put us up in a hotel for the night, great. Catherine calls straight away, and New Zealand, hey guys, can we do something? Favor, yeah, we can do you, reroute you via Singapore. Go with Singapore Airlines, which I like much better than KLM anyway. So we go with Singapore Airlines. Not only that, you get airpoints through Singapore Airlines because of Star Alliance, KLM is not. So that was wonderful. And we flew Air Singapore Airlines. Then we're on the way back, we stood in Amsterdam. We've got to go to London with KLM and then pick up Air New Zealand, the NZ1. So the NZ1 is the one, the big thing, you know, up and down. Some of you have done that one. And the thing is, though, we were there, and they said, well, you're actually not on a system, something wrong with your name I said no no we talked to New Zealand there was a four o'clock in the morning here so we called them and stuff I said he says there's no way you're going to go anywhere Mr. and Mrs. Hook and I no I said pray Jesus thank you for your angels right here thank you Lord for your I'm serious I was praying I said Lord Jesus I need we need your favor on this thing and suddenly the lady comes through I said I know what happened here it's fine the thing came through boom yesterday you said hey we want to sit we sat in the seat somewhere in the middle I said I don't want to sit in the middle not to entitle, but the thing is that I want—I want—I was four in a row, four in a row, and you sit in the middle too. And I thought, I don't like that. And the lady said, "Can we please change it?" Now it's full plane. You can't do it. I said, "Okay." I said, "Lord Jesus, you can do all things." In Jesus' name, we went to the lounge, went to the lady, just again. Says that the lady says, "Is it possible? We'd love to have like two on the side. It's so nice to have two on the side." She says, "I don't know what happened here. It's just become available. Here it is. Boom." We sort of you and I sat on the same line. Come on, guys. Angels work for us. The Holy Spirit works for us. There's favor when we pray, when we trust God, when we have favor in our lives, when we do the right thing, when we honor him. Things just start happening in our lives. Could the band please come up? So powerful. So much fun. Honor helps us to live in harmony, which we saw in verse 16. I, thought, I love it in the Passion Translation. Look at this. Be enthusiastic. Come on, to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion towards him boiling. I love this scripture. Come on. This is so powerful. Are you getting excited or what? Come on. You're the people of God. You're the hope of the world. There's nobody else. When you walk out of here, you have your hope carrying you. And you will face the people who don't have hope. They don't have joy. They don't have radiance. They don't have all this stuff that you have. Jesus, help us. 
Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion for Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit. Let Him fill you with excitement. Come on, you can't be excited too. Let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Let this hope burst forth within you. Come on, guys. It's like in the Bible. It's not just me because I'm an enthusiastic person. It's in the Bible. Releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Hey, there's a key here. Are you in trouble? Go to the phone. Talk to Mary about it. No! Commune with God about it. Say, Holy Spirit, you're just amazing in my life. Have communion and say, oh, I stand on this promises of you. You provide every need that I have. You're amazing. You're amazing. Your kingdom, I honor your kingdom first. And your righteousness, all these things will be added onto you. See, when you first acknowledge the kingdom, when you honor the kingdom, when you honor the king, things to start happening. Because he works for you because you're his son and you're his daughter. Amen. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people. That's us together. Respond by helping them. Thank you very much. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Speak blessing and not cursing. Even those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony. Come on, guys. We're actually in the Bible. Say it together. Say it together. All together. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are of your own. It's another way of saying honoring one another. Somebody else's worth. Be acknowledging the other worth of somebody else. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking that you are too important to serve other people. But be willing to do menial tasks. Identify with the people who are humble and minded. Don't be smug. Tell your neighbor, don't be smug. It's actually the Bible. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even. But plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Man, some of us don't even know how to be a friend. Everybody's friend. Now, I know we can't be everybody's friend. I get this. But there's an attitude. What do friends do? Friends trust other people. They lay their lives open. Say, hey, here I am. X-ray. Give it to me. What is there what I can grow into? That's what friends do. Friends don't judge somebody, but talk behind them. They actually face them in love. And you can trust them to speak life into you and to lead you into the life of God. That's what friends do, right? So here, try to live that way with other people. How wonderful. The last one. And this is the most important one. Why don't we stand together? This is the most important one. Honoring one another is, but we're talking about it, Kylo, and it's, we need to do that, and it's one of the most important things we do. But there's only one who deserves all honor and all glory and all power, all strength. Be unto you, Jesus, our Heavenly Father. You know, we have Father's Day once a year. You know, it's Father's Day every day with God. Every day, it's Father's Day. He's always awesome, He's always worthy. We honor Him every day as our Heavenly Father. He is so wonderful. Matthew 6, 9, the Lord's Prayer. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first one they said, honored be your name. We want to honor your name. Your name deserves all glory. If you don't get anything else about this morning, what I've been talking about, honoring one another, honor God. I tell you, it would almost go automatic to start honoring other people. Honor God with your life. Honor God with your heart. Honor God with your mind. Honor God with everything in your life because He deserves it. All of heaven is all about honor and glory and praise and worship. You don't believe me? Here we go. Revelation 5.12. 12. It says, that's what they're saying in heaven all the time. 
in a loud voice they were saying let's say it all together in a loud voice they were saying all these angels all the people in, the, in heaven are saying this 24 7 guys let's join with them right now and let's speak with a loud voice yes you are kind of loud voice it's not more holy to be quiet a loud voice here we go worthy is the lamb who was slain this is Jesus to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise and then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and under the sea and all that is in them saying here we go all together to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever and the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped Lord, we worship you. We fall down in worship. Our attitude of our heart is that we worship you. Lord, we honor you. We bow our knee to you because you are worthy of all of our praise, all of our honor, all of our glory, Jesus. Heavenly Father, this is your day. Yes, we honor all the fathers, but you are our Heavenly Father. You're the eternal Father. You will never fail us. You will never fail us. You're always with us. We can trust you. We can trust you. Lord, I pray even in this moment, that you will heal some of us who've had really bad examples of fathers or absentee fathers or fathers who've hurt us or abused us. This is this moment right now, Holy Spirit, you know, you know all of our hearts, you know all of our hurts. Come, Holy Spirit, and just heal us. Just one moment in your presence, one moment, one word, and you can be healed. Holy Spirit, come and minister to us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Set us free, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are so powerful, so wonderful, so worthy of our praise, so worthy of everything that we are.